0: god damn it really hey everybody welcome to i'm okay you're okay i'm not okay you're not okay with me bob schneider and your other host clint wells you're welcome
1: welcome back to i'm okay you're okay i'm not okay you're not okay we're having a great day here on god's green earth and uh Dude, last week were those live shows. Yeah. Have
0: we, have we heard any? Have we heard back from anybody about those live shows? Any emails or anything?
1: We have. Oh, good. Would you like for me to read One of them's from John Smiley, who was there. He says, thanks, daddies. You can write in Bob and Clint at gmail.com. He says, dear Bob and Clint, thank you so much for a great time in Austin. What better way to experience that city than with Bob and, of course, our honorary Texan, Clint. He says, Clint, you and I are the same age, and I originally hail from southern Mississippi, so I can relate to a lot of your backwoods stories. It's been really cool getting to know who you are through the podcast. Um, he says, anyways, in a world so oversaturated with entertainment, yet not entertaining, you guys offer a fresh and unique product, and with that, you make us all feel like we're working a working part of it. Looking forward to everything you guys do in the future. Peace. John Smiley.
0: Nice. Well, that's, that's a glowing review kind of definitely a glowing review for sure. Definitely not somebody who was like, Hey man, don't do that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, Monday Hendrickson. And by the way, I want to say thank you to a lot of the people that we got to say hi to there. Um, Elizabeth Mundy was there. Rochelle was there. Lynn Gaddis was there with a lunar Satan t-shirt. Elizabeth was there with a metal up your podcast t-shirt and, uh, Mundy writes in and says, Clint, did we ever get your middle name? Is it Nolan? Now that I ask, if it's not Nolan, then we didn't get it. Or for some reason, I'm misremembering. Because I think i one of the things we talked about, my middle name. um, My middle name is Moore, M-O-O-R-E, Clinton Moore Wells. She says, Bob... What?
0: You- Dude, I had no idea your middle name was Moore. Yeah. You do know that my wife's name is Moore. Yeah. That my mom's dad's name is Moore. Really? Oh, yeah. M-O-O-R-E? Kathleen Moore married Bob Schneider and became Kathleen Schneider. Okay. And, dude, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. And we learned when we were in Austin, because my wife had a birthday, that my wife and your mom share a birthday.
0: Yeah. Dude, this is some connected shit, son. <laughs> uh, so,
1: Monday asks, she says, Bob, with you in Austin and Clint, you in Nashville, have you guys given any thought to, you know... Where the igloo compound is going to be located? Just trying to plan ahead. Tongue in cheek emoji.
0: So if we had an, if we had, if we were to erect a physical igloo with coordinates, all right, per, first of all, we're not erecting an igloo. Period. <laughs> That's the igloo is only if you live in the north and you have no other resources. Otherwise, you don't want to construct an igloo. What you're constructing is basically some sort of lush manor a manor mm. dude we're going to be constructing a manor and the man or <laughs> is probably going to be i'm assuming probably an awesome. oh you know we did
1: get an email um you know when we asked people if they wanted us to do a marathon episode mm-hmm. and like you know four or five people were in and said yeah it would be funny here's dave Swordenson, who's a patron by the way and he okay. he says no thanks daddies Oh, nice. He says, my dearest Mr. Wells and Mr. Schniddley, let me be clear. I, all caps, love you guys and your podcast. I'm a huge fan of Bob, and through this podcast, I've been turned on to Clint's music, too, and absolutely love the Vampire album. He says, I'm a big dick energy level Patreon supporter of both the yeah. Song Club and IOK. Okay. He says, however, I must respectfully protest your idea of a marathon-length podcast, and here's why. He says, the most important ingredient in the magical, dare I say, genius sauce that is IOK okay, Is the fact that you guys keep it
0: tight. Do we keep that shit? T I. He says.
1: (laughs) He says 30 minutes is a perfect link. So many other podcasts keep their shit real loose and clock in at 90 minutes or more per episode. It almost becomes like a job to find the time to keep up with their episodes. So I must vote nay on the marathon. Just my two cents. Love you guys. David Sorensen.
0: No, David Sorensen is the voice of fucking reason up in this bitch. For sure. Thank you, David, for fucking <laughs> pounding the truth into our fucking heads with your fucking pure reason, dude. You're like goddamn Spock up in this bitch. Dude, you showed up with your pointy ears and you said, hey, thanks, daddies. Keep it tight. Uh, dude, well, Dude, our shit's tight. He ain't wrong. I also, dude, I, I agree, man. There's like... The marathon thing Bill, was your Bill idea. Burr Bill Burr does two one-hour shows a week. That's too loose, dude. That's too loose. What's That's he, too loose, track dude. What's he talking about? Bill Burr? Yeah. Stop listening. What is he talking about? La
1: There's a Van Halen podcast that I like that I listen to. It's kind of just two normal dudes that are super fans, which is perfect for me. They only do one episode a month because they have they have other shit going on. They have like jobs and kids and shit. But the one episode a month is four hours long.
0: I'm like, dudes, just chop that up into four hour long episodes and put out one a week. Dude, that's too loose. Latrec. Dude, I'm trying to get this too loose Latrec thing going. You know who that is? (laughs) He's a French artist? No. He's real short. He's tiny. He's like four foot tall. But he did all these posters back in France, back in the late 1800s. He's a real famous guy. Okay. He's kind of sort of considered like one of the fathers of modern art. Mm. His yes. name is yes. Toulouse-Lautrec. Yes, yes. The but fathers. I'm trying to get this Toulouse-Lautrec thing happening. And so far, I'm the only one on this podcast that's that's uh, into it. But I know already, I know already we have some super hardcore I'm okay, you're okay folk that are already like writing it down. They're like, mm, okay, Toulouse-Lautrec, how do I how do i fit this into my conversation today because we have some we have some hardcores well speaking of hardcores
1: i want to say thanks to a couple of new patrons brandon Dude,
0: can we use hardcores from now on
1: yeah for for our fans hardcores yeah. hardcores speaking of hardcore pornography uh, i'd like to thank brandon greenhall for becoming a patron he's craig, a hardcore craig Moslowski became a patron hardcore guess what craig muslowski also did right after he became a patron he immediately what? upped his tier level to a higher tier.
0: Dude, that dude's hardcore.
1: Uh, Stacy Sutton asks, uh, Sutton, sorry, forgive me. Stacy Sutton says, Hey, Clint, when can we buy t shirts? I'm in. And that's a good question. When are we going to have these t shirts ready?
0: I know, man. You keep telling me. I, I have the design. Now it's just a matter of uploading it and getting it done. Let's do it. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. Today, after the podcast, I'm going to send Clinton Wells the design, and he's going to upload it to this t-shirt place where he gets his Metal Up Your Podcast t-shirts made. And we will have t-shirts yeah. ready for you guys immediately. It's a pretty cool thing. Let me let me briefly
1: explain what it is. It's with a company called Dude, Everpress that hold, we use. Hold
0: up. I, I If you're going to explain something, I've got to fucking, you know what I got to do. Yeah, interrupt me. I got to fucking lounge up in this bitch right now. Hold on. There we go. Go for it.
1: All right, so it's called Everpress and, you know, we're not going to make any money off the shirts, but that's not why we want to make them anyway. But it's cool because they deal with all the printing, they deal with all the orders, they deal with, you know, any any problems, they do all the shipping. So, but the deal is, I think you have to sell five to 10 of them to get the campaign
0: going. We'll sell that many
1: immediately. And it'll be like a 20 day campaign uh, where you're basically for 20 days, it's live and people are, right. you know, pre-ordering shirts and shit. And then after the campaign ends, then they go into production and they, they ship them super quick. The, the material's great
0: we've been using them for years so all right here's the here's the deal here's the promise that we're going to make to you this is an iok guarantee this is an iok guarantee starting next thursday that's a week from it's not even a week it's in four days from when you're listening if you're if look if you're listening to this podcast and the year is 2022 ignore this information If you're listening to this, the fucking second it pops onto your goddamn phone, then no in four days from now, you'll be able to get your fucking super dry, very normal, very smooth skinned fingers on a fucking I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. T-shirt, they're dry in, in in the size that fits your body type,
1: one hundred percent.
0: And the size that fits my body type is extra small. <laughs> we know, dude. How tight would my shit be if I fucking squeezed into an extra small tee?
1: Dude, when Eddie, halen Vin- my shit would be tight. When Eddie Van Halen died, I'd. It, it dislodged something in me and i bought a bunch of Vanhalen shirts from fucking france right Ooh, the sizes over there a large over there is not a large over here
0: and i was it's a french large it's a french large i always tell my ladies i'm like yo my dick is extra large french <laughs> it's french extra large dude and they must just love it Which is about that. a fucking meat. Which, which, which is about a medium. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that's about an American medium.
1: Here's how much denial I was exhibiting is when I held them up and beheld them. I, I literally, the words "oh no" went through my mind. I was like, <laughs> "oh no." <laughs> I might have even said it out loud. I might have
0: even <laughs> said, oh, no. And here's what I know. Here's what I know about when you order T-shirts from fucking France. First of all, I only know this because I just ordered another Daikin T-shirt. I ordered a Daikin T-shirt from Germany from my band Daikin because I'm a fucking hardcore fan. The T-shirt was 30 Euros, which I don't. What is that? Fifty dollars? I don't know. Fucking know the exchange rate, but it's more than. There's more dollars than euros in that. Guess what the shipping was? Forty euros.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been shipping uh, shirts and lunar satan vinyl t- to all countries all over the place, and the shipping has been crazy.
0: Forty euros. Yeah, that's like fifty dollars to ship one t-shirt from Germany. Yeah, so. Yeah, if you're ordering T-shirts from France, it's not like you're, you're you're basically gonna wear whatever they send you.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, there's no recourse for like. Uh, pardon me, this isn't a lodge. It was advertised as lodge, so I'm like, oh no, and I I knew in my fucking heart that, that they weren't gonna fit, but I put one of them on to make sure, and, and well, tight tight, wasn't feeling
0: real good about it at all. What was the what was the blood circulation in your <laughs> upper body where zero is I mean it just felt like wearing and 10 is like normal. It just felt like wearing different skin.
1: It just felt like new Van Halen skin. Right. Hard to breathe, hard to
0: feel good. Yeah. It's hard to feel good in a super super tight shirt. In but in a way in a way you kind of feel like a baby. Like there's something about wearing a super tight tee where you do feel kind of like a newborn baby that's nice but anything in between super tight and and Uh. loose is not a good feeling (laughs) that reminds me of
1: I I went through a little phase where I had a bunch of like I still have some I had like you know Funko Pop dolls and like I had Kiss dolls I was touring with these Mm -hmm. Kiss dolls I was telling you about it and I was like I just and you were like oh yeah you were like in my 30s I had i had a ton of like you know dolls and shit yeah and i was like yeah i just really like being connected to what i loved when i was a kid like i had this my reasoning was like oh it just connects me to the music and to the things that i love to have this freddy krueger draw draw, blah 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 and you're i I was like is that kind of why you had them all around you were like no you were like i liked having them around because it made me feel like i was a giant (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you were so much
0: physically bigger than them yeah (laughs) I've got a couple Kiss Lego dolls over here, and every once in a while I'll just pick them up and pretend I'm a fucking <laughs> giant. <laughs> and I go, are you scared, little Gene Simmons? Are you scared, little Paul Stanley? Oh, boy. Because it, giant Schneider's here.
1: Little Gene Simmons, little Paul Stanley.
0: Should we look at him?
1: Sure. I just I would put that in the same column as... uh you enjoying the tight shirt because it makes you feel like a baby
0: by the way we have no paul stanley we have peter chris and we have gene simmons okay all right welcome to the podcast we have a new guest and his name is gene simmons hey what's up jane hey motherfucker i'm gonna fuck you up there motherfucker yeah fuck you (laughs) fuck you motherfucker (laughs) hey fuck you bitch fuck you motherfucker (laughs)
1: it sounds just like gene simmons
0: did i ever tell you my meeting gene simmons yeah i mean i met i met met him a bunch of times because we had the same manager doc mcgee back in the uh, early 2000s but i don't i don't i'd only meet him without makeup when you meet gene simmons without makeup it's it's cool because he's gene simmons but i finally went and saw a kiss show in austin maybe 10 or 12 years ago and I was backstage hanging out with Doc. And all of a sudden, there's this commotion. And the door, we were in one of the dressing rooms. And the door was open. And all of a sudden, coming into view in the doorway, all four Kiss guys in full makeup. And they're like seven foot tall. They're bigger than life. It felt like seeing RoboCop or something. And, and they come into the room where we're, where we're at. And like, reach the ceiling in this room. And Gene Simmons is like going, Doc's like, hey, this is Bob Schneider. Remember him? You know, I used to manage him. And Gene Simmons just starts going, Bob Schneider, <laughs> Bob Schneider, Bob Schneider. <laughs> and I'm just like, keep saying it, motherfucker. Keep fucking saying my name with that kiss makeup on you, motherfucker. <laughs> and he did and god damn it i felt so good and he knew it gene simmons is smart as fuck dude he knows that what people want is they want to hear their name coming out of his mouth he's easily my favorite member of kiss dude he's one of the greatest rock and roll performers of all time absolutely he is so committed to that role on stage and he's great he's a great bass player he's a great singer he's a great performer he's he's everything and and Paul Stanley makes a really nice sort of yin to that yang because he's sort of like a Jewish mother. That's what he comes across as like, hey, we're having a good time, everybody. Let's rock. We were, you rock, Austin. I like it when you guys rock. And, and fucking Gene Simmons is like fucking spitting out blood going, I'm going to fuck you in the ass, you motherfuckers. And Paul's like, hey, everybody, let's have a good time. Is, such a good Brock show.
1: That is like a really, honestly, really pretty good breakdown of their dynamic, you know, together.
0: Yeah. It's the fucking darkness and the light. Anyways, it was a good time hearing Gene Simmons say my name. I will say that. I was such a huge Kiss fan when I was a kid. And then I kind of let it lapse until I saw him live as a fully grown adult and easily one of the best shows I've ever seen. Right. And it's a show they've been doing for 30 years with you know, with maybe adding one song in thirty years, but the same show they were doing in nineteen seventy eight, they're doing now. Yeah, it's so good.
1: That's what the reunion in ninety six basically was. It was they were redoing Love Gun, which was seventy seven, and then they made an out. Al- unfortunately, made a new album called Psycho Circus, and I I saw that tour where they were. It was like the Psycho Circus tour, where they did that song. They did a couple of Psycho Circus songs. That was a bit of a bummer.
0: I'm telling you, the new. The new song from Psycho Circus that's in their show now, and then maybe there was another album that had another one of their songs. Those songs are great. Oh yeah, they fit. They fit right into the Kiss canon. I I, it, I think it's unfortunate.
1: I mean, <clears throat> I didn't like Psycho Circus that much, but they put out two albums after that. One called Sonic Boom, and one called Monster, and I like Monster Sonic a lot. Boom.
0: Yeah, Sonic Boom had a song on it that's still in their tour, and maybe Monster, I don't know. I, I never I never listened to the, it. The
1: problem is, you know, it's like Paul McCartney, you know? No one's going to care about their new shit because of the things. What they did in their prime was so good that even if they're making competitive... Like, there's a Gene song on Monster called Wall of Sound that's as good as anything they ever did. And I, I truly love that song, but, you know, no one's ever going to know that song the way they know Deuce or Detroit City or god of thunder well, you know
0: when i did when i did the kiss cruise i went and saw paul stanley's art class which was <laughs> amazing but the best part of that class is he would just take questions from the audience and answer them yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's really funny yeah in yeah. real life you see and he's super personal i love his like, q and a's yeah yeah, he's just he's just a genuinely. I mean, I don't know if he's a genuinely nice guy, but he plays a genuinely nice guy on stage.
1: Uh, I would guess he's. he's yeah, I'm guessing he's not really that. I, I sense a lot of anger in him. He's a oh, very for sure. No, he's, he's very super insecure. Angry. Yeah,
0: very insecure guy. But that's what makes that's what makes him so funny. Yeah, like absolutely. And, uh, I think it's also what makes him a good songwriter.
1: Oh, for sure. So, so let me ask you this, because you mentioned his art because our listeners know this about you 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 are you are actually a great artist and man these rich like celebrities that just get into art it's so funny like all he paints are like his own guitar and like his own face and shit that's like his whole subject is himself
0: yeah but he has people making that art and then he comes along and adds a few dibble dabs on it oh are you serious oh yeah for sure he's not he's <laughs> i mean maybe at some point he's made a piece of art um but yeah that's that's people making it but that's fine i mean that's a lot of artists do that but one of the things i thought that was compelling was you know somebody in the audience hey when are you guys going to make a new album and he's like man we're never going to make another album because we know that what you guys want to hear is from twenty years ago. And even if we made a great album now, it would take twenty years for you guys to really dig it. And we're not going to wait or, You know, we're, we're going to be dead in twenty years. We're not going to be playing music in twenty years. And it made sense. I got it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got to deal with the fact that they're making, they're taking the time to write and record new songs, and their fans don't care. How many times you do that, where you are like, right. "Well, we should just divert our energy into." putting on a good show and playing the classic. He likes to talk about the kiss classics.
0: It is weird, like thinking about it like that. Like it takes, I mean, not it. it takes a lot of energy, as you know, to mm-hmm. create stuff. And when I say a lot of energy, I mean really not that much energy, but it does take some energy and you're starting from scratch every time. It's not like you're building a table that you know how to build. It's you're starting from nothing and you're creating a song and that takes some psychic energy, some soul energy, some thing that eventually, I mean, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still enjoying writing songs for the most part, but I could see at some point, especially if you don't do it, like I make myself write every week. We both do. Um, so that muscle's pretty strong. And I guess if you, took time off and then you didn't write anything for a while maybe that would atrophy I don't know but it is interesting to think like at some point maybe I'm, I'll stop writing songs um and just enjoy the ones I have but I guess until that happens I'm just going to keep writing so cuz the more the more you write the more good ones you're going to have period yeah
1: that's I just agree. the way it works so uh, I mean and I totally resonate with it being like a it's not as hard as digging a ditch but there is i i it's hard to generate all of that even when you get it birthed the idea of getting it like recorded well and then getting that in a collection of other well-recorded songs and then you got to deal with packaging and artwork and how do you get it to your fans in a way that makes sense and how do you do them live i mean There's a, um, there's an author I love a lot named Bruce Wagner. He wrote a really great book called dead stars that I highly recommend. He's got a new book coming out called Marvel universe. And he was on Brady's analysis podcast talking about how like no one wants to publish it now because there's like, he's like, you know, there's like shit in my books that would cancel me now. It's all fiction by the way. He's like, I was told by a publisher. He's like, there's a fat character in my book and who hates themselves because they're fat. They might, this pup, you know, potential publisher was like you can't have a character fat shaming themselves in books now what and he's just you should listen to this interview because he's just talking about how he's trying to just get this fucking book published and just the publishing landscape right now is so dicey with stuff like that he writes books kind of like brett's books you know american psycho less than zero rules of attraction seedy things occur in these books and he's just like i'm having a hard time getting them published
0: are you are you a fan of his writing huge
1: it's I mean I get it it's not for everybody. It's its own
0: it's its own little thing. They're so monotonous and boring and then something crazy happens and then nothing happens and then something crazy happens. I mean I like, I, think that's, I, I definitely liked Bright Lights Big City. I thought that was his best book. But American Psycho's almost un- I, I, unreadable. I don't think,
1: I don't think he I don't, I don't know of a book called Bright Lights Big City.
0: Oh, maybe I don't like any of his writing then. He wrote less than zero. Oh, less than zero. That's, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Less. Than that zero. was his first I th- book. I thought that book was pretty good, but again, not much happens, and then all of a sudden, there's a dead body.
1: And I think that's kind of the the charm of it, if you could use that word. Is he? You get a little numb because he he basically is just describing kind of like upper middle class college kids doing drugs and fucking each other. It's really boring. He's very detail oriented with what restaurants they're eating at. And you get this sort of numb, you get in a numb zone and then something really crazy happens that challenges your numbness. And then the crazy things that happen, the murders or the weird sex stuff that numbs you out too. And I think he's got a really kind of powerful thing. And I've never really read anybody like him. He really has a pretty unique flavor, but Bruce Wagner, it's real similar to Brady Snell's stuff, but he was talking about being 66 years old and he's like, you know, like I couldn't get this fucking book published and he was like, there is a part of me at 66 that was kind of like, well, do I need to keep trying to write books and like generating this art and trying to get people to care about it? He's published like 10 novels and he's a big screenplay writer. He wrote, did you ever see Map to the Stars, the David Cronenberg film? Uh, Maps to the Stars. It had Robert Pattinson in it. It's really good. Julian I, Moore. I did not see it. I don't think. he wrote. He wrote that, for example. That might be the last thing that someone might know that he wrote.
0: Bright Lights, Big City was a uh, novel by Jay McHenry. Okay. It's a story about a 24-year-old writer who works as a fact-checker for a highbrow magazine for which he would once hope to write by night. He's a cocaine-using partygoer seeking to lose himself in hedonism in the 1980s yuppie party scene. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound like Brady Snellis. It it certainly does. And the book's really great. And then I was like... I know it was made into a movie and here's why you've never heard of this book or the movie. Guess who was the star? It should have been, I'll tell you who it should have been. It should have been Sean Penn. If Sean Penn would have been the star of this movie, we'd know about the movie. We'd know about the book. Guess who the star, okay. you will never guess who the star was. It, Kevin Kevin Costner. It, the, it came out in 1988 and he was one of the one of the biggest movie stars
1: Andrew McCarthy
0: in no bigger than Andrew McCarthy Michael he, J
1: Fox yes good what guess.
0: yeah Michael what? J Fox can you imagine that
1: so Michael J Fox is the star
0: yeah as a cocaine using 24 year old in New York City yeah he wasn't ever going to sell that no. no no way he's the he's the clean kid
1: yeah, he's the good boy.
0: I bet you. It's, I bet you he's great. He's such. He's such a great actor. I bet Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I bet you he's pretty good in it. But nobody's buying that.
1: I'll see it though. I'll. I'm, I'm going to watch down. it
0: too. Let's have. Let's have a movie watching party. But we won't be watching it together.
1: You know who was going to be Patrick Bateman, but pulled out because it was too dicey for instead of Christian Bale, for who by the way was Chef's Kiss, perfect for American Psycho they were uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was going to do it oh wow how crazy would that have been he would have been great he would have been great he really would have been but Christian Bale is great in American Psycho
0: I don't yeah I don't I didn't like him in American Psycho but did I not like him because he plays a fucking psycho and he's such a good actor that that's why I didn't like him or did I just not like him because I thought he was overacting I don't know Hmm. I can't separate that character. It's kind of like, remember what Keem Phoenix did a bunch of roles where he just played psychos. Oh yeah. His whole career. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, is he a psycho? And then you see her and you're like, Oh yeah. He was know, great in he's great. He's just the greatest actor of all
1: time. Her was one of those movies though, that like, I'm glad I saw it. I believe it won an Oscar for the best original screenplay, which is the one you want to win. And I was moved by it and caught up in it. But also, I'll never watch it again.
0: Dude, I've never watched it again. And I loved that movie. I know, me me too. Dude, there's so many
1: movies, like Oscar-y movies that I loved. Like, I'll never watch The Shape of Water again. And I loved that movie. Never watched it. And it won the
0: Oscar. Never watched it again. Oh, you never
1: saw it? No, I saw it. I didn't even...
0: Two people have asked me in the last week, did you like Shape of Water? And I'm like, "Ah, not really. was not my favorite
1: I'll tell you the two movies I did watch again, though, and they were better. Both of them better the second time. Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: I've seen Parasite twice. I haven't watched Hollywood yet the second time. You haven't seen...
1: Okay. (laughs) I keep getting you keep snaring me with that oh listen uh we're out of time too we got to go before we turn this into a everyone's favorite portion of the show which is movie hour
0: we'll continue this movie shit in the secret motherfucking weekly
1: all right you know what to do leave us the review clickety-clack your way to itunes it really goes a long way we are on patreon you're going to get a bunch of cool shit over there if you sign up the coolest thing you get is the ability to sleep at night for supporting the people who make the podcast that you
0: love yeah, we do it every week Sleep like a goddamn angel baby sleep the way we sleep baby sleep and- like a goddamn brick in a building <laughs> all right peace peace <laughs>